Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights? When the wolf is at your door, you're running so that's for sure. This episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast may contain descriptions of acts of violence or that of a sexual nature. and should be for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. I do not get the facts of these cases off of the Internet or for some television show. The facts I'm retelling you were presented to me by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My descriptions of the crime scenes, what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Woody Overton. And again... I know this has been a long series, this death penalty phase series that I'm doing, but I have to tell the story. I'm I'm reading it directly from the court transcripts, and you get everything from the objections to the real testimonies of everybody involved in this case. And y'all, Eric Mickelson is now on trial for his life. The prosecution is putting forward everything to show why this dude shouldn't breathe anymore, okay? And at the end, it's going to be death penalty or sentenced to death or not. So just bear with me. We're almost done. But we're going to get to uh, a call to action and try to, Get some justice for another family, all for Chrissy O'Price family. And she has loved ones, and I've talked to them at, at, for hours. And we're going to talk to them in the final episode. So we'll let you know, that even after all of these years, how they're hurting. Okay? So stay tuned at the end of the show for some podcast announcements, podcast announcements and all that good stuff. All right, so when I left you last, um, we, the cross-examination of Detective Ward is going to start, and it's done by Miss Sheely. So when I say question, that's going to be Miss Sheely asking the question, and answer, is again, it's going to be Detective Ward answering. So let's get started. Cross-examination by Miss Sheely. Question. Detective Ward, in the beginning of your testimony, you were talking about all the places throughout the beginning of 1996 up through 2007 that you looked for Miss O'Pry? Answer, uh-huh. Question, 
you search the property. Well, Mr. Mickelson's property a number of times in that amount of time, right? Answer, uh-huh. Question, you got consent to search the property? Answer, uh-huh. Question, I think you also said that you mentioned one of the times in, I think it was 1999, there was a trunk search. Answer, uh-huh. Question, I just want to be clear because I think we were talking about the property, but it was not Mr. Mickelson's trunk. It was a Wade Burnley's trunk. Answer. Yes. Question. And that trunk was searched again in 2005? Answer. I don't know what you're talking about, 2005. Question. The trunk was searched and there were hairs found? Answer. There was one strand of hair found. Question. And that was a blonde hair? Answer. Yes. Question. When you were talking about the search of the culverts on Jefferson Page Road, that's right near the Ten Point Hunting Club, right? Answer. Yes. Question. About the same area? Answer. Uh Uh-huh. Question. And there was, that area had been improved between 1996 and 2007? Answer. That culvert that we were looking at, that area right there. Question. Whoever had control of that culvert, they had taken vehicles in and they had changed the landscape. Is that right? Answer. That's what I understand. Yeah. Question. And when that happened, you would have been the lead detective or the lead detective in name on the O'Pry case, right? Answer. Yes. Question. No one told you they had found anything there when they were searching that property sometime between or when they were digging up that property sometime between 1996 and 2007? Answer. Well, that area was not searched for anything that had anything to do with Christy O'Pry. And at the time, we did not know that information about the culvert had anything to do with Christy O'Pry. Question. You never learned that anyone found anything in that culvert, did you? Answer. No. Question. When you searched the culvert in 2007, there were officers conducting a grid search over 200 feet. Is that right? Answer. 100 feet by 150 feet. And they added some onto it. Question. And you got the assistance with figuring out where to search, right? Answer. Uh Uh-huh. Question. And so you were guided by, I think it was an anthropologist who said the water is coming in this way. You should look there. Answer. Well, it wasn't like that. Mary Manheim, who is an anthropologist, she did come down and look at the area. It was her opinion that we had done a very thorough search, even more than what she would have done, because it had been 11 years, and because of all the rain and all the weather that has gone on in that area 
and it was a low area. And also, she mentioned because of animals scavenging that, you know, in her opinion, that we might not ever find anything. Question. And you never found anything? Answer. No. Question. When you were talking about the search of the property, when you drained out the pond, that occurred, was it August the 6th, 2007? About then? August the 6th of 2007? Answer. Yeah. Question. The property someone had looked and you had looked at the pond on July 30th, 2007, right? You had been there before. Answer. Yeah. We went there and looked at the area, looked at the pond to see what we needed to do. Question. And when you searched the pond, you found a truck bed there in the pond? Answer. No. Question. You did not find a truck bed? Answer. There was a truck bed on the property, but it was not in the pond. Question. But there was a truck bed on the property. Answer. There was a truck bed on the property. Question. Thank you. There were four rims in the pond. Answer. Yes. Question. When you went to go talk with Eric at the Caddo Correctional Center, there's no cocaine. There's no drugs at the Caddo Correctional Center, right? I think you said that. Answer. That's correct. Question. There's no cigarettes at the Caddo Correctional Center. Is there either? Answer. Mm, There's none that you can buy there. Question. When you were going to talk with Eric, with Officer Rehack, Eric was allowed to smoke cigarettes, right? Answer. Yeah, he was. Question. And he seemed to enjoy smoking the cigarettes, right? Answer. He seemed to enjoy that. Question. You have no physical evidence tying Eric to the disappearance of Miss O'Pry, do you? Answer. No. Question. And there's no physical evidence Miss O'Pry is actually dead. Answer. No. Miss Sheely, thank you, the court. Redirect. Mr. Edwards, thank you, Your Honor. Y'all, this is a redirect examination by the prosecutor, Mr. Edwards. Question. Now, I take it when the construction crew went out to the culvert around what time period was that again? Answer. That was on the day of July 13. I met with the group after I interviewed Eric. Question. I'm sorry, detective. I'm talking about there was some testimony regarding how that culvert had changed during that time period. Answer. Yes. Question. In around... What was the time period that that change occurred? Answer. The information that I had was that it changed between 1998 and 2005. Question. So in that time period, I take it there was no reason to believe that Christy O. Price torso might be there. Correct. Answer, absolutely not. Question, we're not talking about all of her. We're talking about her torso. Answer, there was no 
information tying her to that area whatsoever. Question. So no reason to have said, "Mm, oh, you can't do any construction here because there may be a girl's torso. Answer. Right. Question. And I'm sure no one told the construction crew at the time, hey, while y'all digging up everything and pouring in the concrete, keep your eyes out for a girl's torso. I mean, it may just be bones now. That conversation never happened? Answer, no. Question. Now, the defense talked about a Mary Manheim. She was an anthropologist. Is that correct? Answer, yes. Question, and you all called her in to help assist the search? Answer, yes. Question, and what was her opinion of the likelihood of being able to find anything after this time period? Answer, not a very good likelihood of finding anything. Question, in what were the variables she talked about that could remove the body or even, not even a whole body, a piece of a body? Answer, well, of course, she said that the weather, the rain going through the culvert, animal scavenging, insects, all those kinds of things attract decomposition like that. And she just said, after all those years, and, you know, them coming back in there and resurfacing and redoing that area right there, it was her opinion, you know, we would be very lucky if we found anything. Question. She asked you about bringing cigarettes to the defendant, right? Answer, yeah. Question. Detective Rehack, he smokes too, right? Answer, yes, he does. He did. I think he's quit since then. Question. But the, but at the time, he was still smoking. Answer. Yeah. Question. So he wasn't going to object to having a cigarette with the defendant? Answer. No. Question. And is that something unusual? If an interviewer wants a cigarette, they'll let him have a cigarette? Answer. There's nothing unusual with that. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year there, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this. And you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, playing my stuff. 
Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally. Designed for long-term retention. Speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Sayonara. Question. And the defense attorney asked you, well, there's no physical evidence after all this time, but in the course of your investigation, were you able to verify anyone being with Christy O'Pry after defendant Eric Mickelson? Answer. Absolutely not. Question. And in the course of your investigation, has anyone else confessed to this crime? Answer, no. Question. And with all the media attention and all, you met with the family, correct? Answer, yes. Met with the family many times over the years. Question. And the family has been heavily involved in searching for their daughter and their sister and their mother, correct? Answer, yeah, yeah. Question. And now we're on, it's now 2011. It's August of 2011. So we're, we're talking about 15 years. Has there been any sign of Christy O'Pry in that time? Answer, no. Mr. Edwards, nothing further. The court. All right. Thank you, Detective Ward. Mr. Hall, the next witness is going to be lengthy. The court. Well, the assistant DA tells me the next witness will be lengthy. So let's Take a 10-minute break, please. 10-minute break. And y'all, the jury's excused from the courtroom, and a short recess was had. They come back in, the court. All right. The record should reflect the defendant is present with counsel, of course. Everybody ready to proceed? Mr. Hall, yes, sir. Mr. Price, yes, sir. Ms. Sheely, your honor, 
we may have just one, just just because I think that the next witness is going to be Officer McConnell, and the state intends to play the tape. Yet, of course, we have the same objections that we had to the previous tape being played. The court, I'm sorry, you had a previous objection to the t- tape being, Miss Sheely, to the tape being played. We had gone through a list of objections and a list of certain crimes that could come in. I want to make sure that I'm objecting. Same stuff we object to before, we object in this as well. Mr. Hall, it's really the same statement, Your Honor. She just wants to preserve her stuff. I understand that. The court. Preserve your objections to the pretrial rulings made by Judge Ramona Emanuel. Ms. Sheely. Yes, and to the court's rulings concerning this statement. It's the same statement that was played in the guilt phase. It just has the O'Pri matter in there. We had discussed the addition of use of the CD, the actual transcript being shown to the jurors. And I just want to make the court aware that we are objecting to this for the same reasons we objected to the previous ones. The court. Okay, well, again, as I said before, the evidentiary rulings made by Judge Ramon Emanuel are honored by me. I have previously ruled during the course of the guilt determination trial that this is admissible, and I deem it to be admissible now. Your objection is noted and may continue in nature. Ms. Sheely, thank you, Your Honor. The court. Anything else? Mr. Hall. Nothing. Miss Sheely. No, sir. The court. Bring the jury in, please. Yeah, all the jury enters the courtroom. The court. Please be seated. You may call your next witness. Mr. Hall. The state calls Detective Patrick McConnell. Detective Patrick McConnell, having first been duly sworn, testifies as follows. Direct examination by Mr. Hall. Question. Detective McConnell, welcome back. Answer. Thank you. Question. Here, we're talking about different things than we hadn't talked about before, correct? Answer, yes, sir. Question. All right. Tell me about when you find out about Christy O'Pry in the context of your contact with Mr. Mickelson. Answer. Mr. Mickelson brings it up during an interview of the disappearance of Mr. Martin. Question. And for the ladies and gentlemen of the jury, during the guilt phase of the proceedings, heard from Detective Bowen, and during that, we played an initial portion of this interview. Is that when he first started talking about Miss O'Pry? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. All right. So some of those beeps we might have heard in that dealt with Miss O'Pry as well, correct? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. But specifically, coming back to the second portion, where we're coming back in from the cigarette, he talks about Miss O'Pry a lot, right? Answer. He does. Question. With that, is he making any condition on you, asking anything of you with respect to Miss O'Pry? Answer. In in reference to question. His willingness to talk. Answer. Mm, initially, he was hesitant. He wanted the recording device, the digital recorder, turned off 
if he was going to say anything at all about her. Question. Okay. Did he want Miss O'Price family to know that he was admitting it? Answer. No. He was just wanting to keep his involvement with the old prior case clandestine, for lack of a better term. Question. And throughout the interview, does he appear to convince a belief or hold a belief that he can, in fact, direct how the police are going to handle what they find out about Christie? Answer. Yes, sir. He wanted us to, during the course of the Martin investigation, he kind of asked us to put it in a way that we just happened upon some information concerning the O'Pry case. Question. And detective, just like I asked you for the guilt phase, you reviewed this statement thoroughly? Answer. Yes, sir. Mr. Hall, your honor, First, may I approach the court? Yes, sir. Mr. Hall, Your Honor, I would like to record the record to reflect that this has been previously provided to defense counsel. Question. I got an item here that I've marked as Mickelson Interview Part 2, Penalty P5. Answer. Yes, sir. Question. Is this a copy that is appropriate for the penalty version, meaning with the inclusion of Christio Pry evidence, the same part that we played in the guilt phase otherwise? Answer, yes, sir. Mr. Hall, Your Honor, at this time, I would like to offer and introduce P5 in the evidence. Ms. Sheely, note our previous objection. The court so noted. The exhibit is admitted. Mr. Hall, Your Honor, at this time, I would ask for assistance from the deputy sheriff regarding the passing out the transcript. I would ask the same instruction the court has been given. The court, all right, sir. Mr. Price, Judge, we maintain our same objection as to that procedure as well. The court, all right, sir. Does everybody have their glasses? Thank you. All right, I believe the deputy sheriff is providing the back row with the copies now. Mr. Hall, Your Honor, the defense attorney and the court should have one. If if I got some short, I got some extra floating around the court. Ladies and gentlemen, you'll be hearing an audio tape. I have the same instruction for you as I did previously. You will listen to the audio tape, the transcript, is provided as an aid to assist you in following and understanding the audio tape. If what you read on paper is different from what you hear, rely on what you hear. Rely on the audio tape. That's the evidence. The transcript is merely an aid to assist you in listening to the tape. Mr. Hall, thank you, Your Honor. Y'all, the audio tape was played. And Mr. Hall, the time stamp is between one hour and 15 seconds. I mean, excuse me, one hour and 15 minutes, zero seconds and one four, one, one hour, 15 minutes and 13 seconds. Your Honor, I'm just checking. We've been doing it for an hour straight and I don't really see anybody dozing, but I was, I was going to defer the court. I thought, our chunks would be nice given the length of the tape. The court. Well, I was thinking about five o'clock. It's almost five o'clock. So let's go ahead and take a break for 10 minutes. Again, please remember, do not discuss the case. Thank you. The jury's excused from the courtroom, y'all. The court. The jury is outside the courtroom in terms of scheduling. I would like to proceed until about seven o'clock somewhere in that range and stop around seven o'clock stopping at seven so they can go to dinner and get back to the hotel and not be too tired. So that would be the plan. Thank you. The court. 
Let's bring the jury in the court. All right, Mr. Hall, you can resume and continue. Question. Detective McConnell, I'm getting out to States Exhibit 257, and I want to talk with you about some locations. Remember the last time we did the statement? I want you to come down from the stand, if that's okay with the court. The court, sure. Question. I want to talk to you about some locations that the jury might not otherwise understand. You went through all this in one of the references that we heard earlier was that life is a circle. Does that have any meaning to you relative to where the evidence was located? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. Tell me more about that, please. Answer. I interpret it to mean that Mr. Martin and Christy O'Prize torsos or are dumped or their bodies or parts of their bodies were dumped in close to the same location. Question. Close to the same location. And this is before he's announced where everything is, right? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. And then looking at the map, there's just sort of a circular pattern to where everything is distributed. Correct? Answer. Yeah. Question. We got an extra stop that the jury hasn't heard about so far. And he just said before we went out of the room, Highway 80. Where is Highway 80? Answer. Highway 80 is going to be right around here. It's kind of hard. It's not really marked. It's close to right here where Greenwood and Jefferson Page is. Question. Generally speaking, Greenwood is Highway 80, right? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. So, would you say right around Greenwood, uh, when you say, or would you say right around Greenwood, do you mean Greenwood? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. You know where Ten Point is, right? Answer. That's where Mr. Martin's torso was located. Question. In you and I have talked about this in the past. That's because you're a Shreveport detective and not a Caddo Parish deputy. This area is the area you're tight with, correct? Answer. Yes, I see it often. Question. You know the parish too, right? Answer. A little bit. Question. All right. Show us about where we're going with Mr. Mickelson down Highway 80. Answer. Just north of Greenwood, Highway 80 intersects with Jefferson Page. So right around this area here. Question. And for the record, you're indicating a rather large circle, but a circle nonetheless around the intersection of Highway 80 or Greenwood and Jefferson Page right here? Answer. It's going to be just north of the intersection. Question. And if we describe that area with particularity, since there has not been a photograph of it, what would they be looking at if I threw up a photo on the wall? Where, where would you all be? Answer, would be north of the Rose Center. The Rose Garden is there. They're close to that location. Specifically, down into a depression, there's going to be a yellow and black diagonally striped road sign. And that road sign is going to be an indicator, a, ro a road sign indicator of a very large culvert that empties into a wash. Question. So you're talking about the type of road sign that I'm familiar with as a caution sign. 
Answer. Yeah, I guess it could be. Question. That's what a yellow and black diagonal stripes mean, isn't it? Answer. Well, I haven't actually known it is that. Question. Mm. Well, how do you know it? Answer. It's a marker for like a bridge, a bridge of uh, abutment, a bridge location. And in this location, it's where a very large culvert is. When I say large, it's a very large culvert. It comes out from under the ground and onto a wash area. Question. And when you say a wash, just mean where? Answer. Thousands of gallons of water are coming out of that culvert when it rains and then empties out into a wash area and then, well, out into the woods. Question. So if I'm looking at this map and I see we have a few bends in the road, are those bends or was the road bending near where you're talking about where the yellow and black sign is? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. Would you take the stand, please? And the witness complies. Question. And we should be on page 62. Y'all, the audio tape was played. Question. So, Detective, what we've been describing here is pretty much the same process as what he's describing doing to Charlie, correct? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. A lot of similarities between the two crimes, correct? Answer. Yes, sir. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash R-L-R-C. Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, Poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. 
occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. Question. There was some back and forth about the place of death. What was your understanding of what was being discussed as to where Christie was killed? Answer. As I understand it now, or as I, or as I understood it then. Question. As you understood it then. Answer. There was some discussion back and forth because it wasn't really clear to me exactly where Christie died or the manner in which she died. At that point, I thought she had died someplace else on Mickelson's property. Question. Okay, Mr. Hall. Your Honor, it's about 6.30, which is about an hour. I know there's about 30 minutes before your break. I need a break. Court. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a five-minute break. Jury's excuse from the courtroom. Short recess was had. Mr. Hall, Your Honor, a member of my staff has indicated there may be a problem, so I'm not sure if I need five minutes longer. I need to get advised. I don't know what it is. The court. All right, let me know when you're ready. Short recess was had. Mr. Hall, Your Honor, we're just coming back off a break. The jury is still outside the courtroom. The defendant is present with all his counsel. The state is represented by Mr. Everts and myself. My staff had noted to me a good point. Tomorrow, we're going to try to abbreviate the presentation of the statement a little bit. It, it was only this afternoon at lunch when we got the final version of the transcript. So getting an accurate timestamp to be able to hop in there has been impossible. But given tonight, I could speed it up. I, I've talked with the defense a little bit about, you know, jumping to the more relevant portions and not making them go through all the stuff. The portion we played through so far up to 10 point is generally where the statement is so interwoven. It does not make sense to do this hopping. But as we get to Watertown and as we get to Armstrong, Christy becomes less prominent in the discussion and does not become significantly prominent again until we get out to the Woolworth Road property. That being the case, I know that about the next 20 pages or so are the cops talking about directions and other things that are less germane to the character and propensities of the defendant. And it would be my preference, as the hour is now 640, that we stop and give me a little bit more time to make it run a little bit slicker in the morning. But I would defer to the court, and I'm happy to go on court. Well, if it's more efficient to stop, I'm fine with that. If by agreement of the defense counsel, some of this portion that they've already heard can be abbreviated, I think that may be a good use of time. What do you think, Miss Sheely? Do you agree with that, Miss Sheely? I do, Your Honor. Court. All right. Bring the jury in. I'm going to tell them pretty much that. The jury's returned to the courtroom. The court. Please be seated, ladies. Ladies and gentlemen, my understanding from Mr. Hall, the assistant district attorney is there is a possibility that the remainder of this transcript may be able to be abbreviated in as much as you've heard of it before. And I understand defense counsel is in agreement with Mr. Hall. Ms. Sheely is, is in agreement with Mr. Hall that there can be some abbreviation of what remains of this transcript and what remains of the audio recording 
but they need more time to work on that. And I understand that they would spend some time tonight doing that right here. That will make this more efficient for you and I. Believe, because again, you've heard of this previously. So I think it's a good use of time, which means they'll stop for the day and let you have a good dinner tonight. And I will see you. I like to start nine o'clock in the morning. Is that what good with everybody? Everybody's nodding yes, y'all. Juror Williams. I said eight o'clock. We'll come at seven. The earlier the better. The court. Can we start promptly at nine o'clock, everybody? Mr. Hall. Yes, yes, sir. The court. We will continue to do our best to be efficient with your time. We understand that this is a tough and being sequestered is tough. We're ahead of schedule, but this matter is important. It takes time, and we want to make sure that it proceeds efficiently and that none of you are tired, and I don't want the lawyers to be tired either. So that's all considered. Thank you very much, and I'll see you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Y'all, the jury is excused from the courtroom. The court. All right. The record should reflect the jury is outside the courtroom and will be on their way to dinner and back to their hotel for the remainder of the evening. Anything for the record? Mr. Hall. No, sir. I'm done for today. Mr. Price. No, sir. The court. All right. Well, you all can work on that. If you need the courtroom, I would ask the deputy sheriff to assist. I would like the lawyers to take a look at the closing jury instructions tonight. I've already made some changes, but I want us to have time to review this on the record at a later point, maybe several times. Before we get to the stage of reading these, Instructions. Mr. Price. Yes, sir. Mr. Hall. Yes, sir. The court. Thank you very much. We'll be in recess. And y'all, they go back out of the courtroom. Um, and I'm going to stop it right there. The, the, I don't even think I'm going to do the last one. The, uh, the closing arguments of about well, you know what? I think I think I will do it. I'll do that next week. I'm gonna do the closing arguments, one episode, one final episode. The closing arguments in the verdict in this trial. Okay, then we'll have one more episode where we do the call to action, and I will tell you everything that happened in this case since then. That was 2011, so it's uh, shit. That's 13, no, 10, 11, it's 12 more years, y'all. And I'm going to tell you everything that happened. It's going to be a bit bit shocking. And, you know, you got to remember these are real people, real family members. Uh, You know, Christy O'Pry and Mr. Charles Martin were certainly not the only victims. And one of the good things as much painful it was for y'all to listen to me read courtroom transcripts, one of the good things is you got to hear some of the family's pain, some of the things about the victims in their lives and that they were loved, right? And Christy O'Pry had her whole life ahead of her. Mr. Martin was on up in years, but nobody deserves to be murdered much less choked to death and hacked up, thrown away like garbage. And in Christie's case, murdered and raped, um, basically necrophilia. I mean, after the death and all that, and then taken out of the pond and cut up and, again, thrown away like trash. So it's a real deal, y'all. This is real life, real crime. I've got to do this. We've got to finish it. I know 
Some of you are not even listening to this anymore because you don't like when I do series, and you certainly don't like when I read. But I was able to ascertain, not ascertain, I was able to obtain these records, and I am telling a story. Stick with me, okay? Remember, these are real victims. And when we do the call to action, it's like the longest of long shots, people. I get that we may be able to do something. And it's the whole reason I'm doing this. I will back to the old cop stories in two more weeks. Okay. That's my promise. But I would be ashamed of myself if I didn't use this platform and didn't use y'all to try to get another family justice. Right. And that being said, um, podcast stuff, Again, if you want to message me anything, questions about a case or information about a case or whatever, email me, woody at reallife.realcrime.com. The y'all just makes it so much easier for me. I have, of course, we have the Real Life Real Crime community app. Go download it. It's everything Real Life Real Crime on steroids, including Real Life Real Crime Daily and Bloody Angola um, and Real Life Real Crime Originals. And that's ultimately where we're going to be putting up uh, Christie Prize information for the the tip line and all that. Um, go with like and subscribe. I know you're getting five days a week on episodes now between uh, Bloody Angola and Real Life Real Crime Daily. Hell, you're getting more than that. So you're getting four Real Life Real Crime Dailies. You're getting... Uh, original real life crime is five and a bloody angle. So you're getting six episodes a week. Um, and I appreciate y'all. All right. The TikTok, go check out the videos. I'm posting a video every single day. Go to TikTok. I was never a TikTok fan that didn't have time to fuck with it. And, but I am now. I'm posting a video every single day of different stuff. Some's true crime, some's Louisiana stuff, whatever. Life of Woody Everton. Uh, you, so go to TikTok, give me a follow, and I appreciate that. And give our girl Bayou underscore Brandy a follow also. She's my mentor on TikTok. Um, uh, so Patreon convicts, thank you, subscribers. Thank you so much you, uh, you, for your support. I love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. If you can't be a Patreon or convict, Y'all, the convicts is is Patreon members through our Real Life Real Crime community app. It's the same thing. But, you know, people, some people like Patreon, some people like the app, whatever. The, uh, but thank y'all for it. If you can't be one, I get it. I love you anyway. I know times are hard. Um, if you would, though, give us a like and a follow. Uh, uh, maybe leave a review, a review wherever you listen to podcasts if you're so inclined. Now, Louisiana Oregon Procurement Agency, LOPA. You know, it's my jam. I end every show with this. Uh, Y'all, they're a nonprofit, and I've seen so many of these cases uh, uh, where I had what ultimately would be homicide victims who were still attached to life support, and uh, they were organ donors, and... LOPA was able to assist in their organs going to people and it saved their lives. Okay. And, but you know what? That just doesn't magically happen. You have to sign up to be an organ donor. And you don't have to be from Louisiana to be an organ donor. You could be from um, Beijing, China. And want to be an organ donor? Go to lopa.org, take a couple minutes, fill out the questionnaire, and then you're a hero, right? The chances of them ever using your stuff are slim to none, but if it does happen, you're not going to really care anyway, right? But then your organs can go on in your eyes, whatever they use. This to save lives, people. There are people dying every day waiting on these transplants, and if you reach that point, you're not going to be using it anyway. So, and I want to thank the Chase Tyler band again. Chase Tyler, freaking awesome. Thank you for the music. I should do that more often. Uh, and I love and appreciate 
each and every one of you. And I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And until next time or ever, don't let me catch you down on Murder Bayou. Peace. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights?